I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. Well, it's a great day to be alive. I guess it is. <laughs> you guys, I we're doing a review, March review today, and I literally just finished the movies 11 minutes ago <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Carrie is like me. Like, normally I'm super behind. <laughs> yep. But I have watched a lot of hours of college basketball in the last two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really thrown you off your game. It really has. And then I've been listening to a lot of podcasts because Carolina's a lot further Final Four, hey, hey, a lot further than anybody anticipated. So then I'm listening to people talk about it, and I'm doing all this stuff, and and I'm getting ready for my dad's birthday party this weekend. <laughs> You're just so busy. I'm ready for Monday. <laughs> uh, Next Monday, not this Monday, obviously, because today yeah. is not helping. But Mm-mm. we're going to talk about the movies that premiered in March. There's only three of them, Feeling Butterflies, The Presence of Love. And a second chance at love. And we're going to start with Feeling Butterflies, which had Kevin McGarry and Kayla Wallace. And just the back story of, of this is she releases butterflies for parties and stuff like that. And then does like these conservation kind of teaching people about what butterflies do and all that kind of stuff. She goes to his birthday, his daughter's birthday party and releases the butterflies and they kind of hit it off and... Mm-hmm. Love ensues while they try to figure out how they're going to get 1,501 butterflies. <laughs> this movie was not great. It was like the worst of the month for me. I agree. And I think for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it. I mean, in theory, it should be kind of a different cute story. I thought it was very pretty with the butterflies when it wasn't too like CGI looking, mm-hmm. you know? No, I agree. So the butterflies were really pretty. It was very spring-like. But what are the odds that there are two butterfly party companies in this town? I've never even heard of a butterfly party company. And here's two, and they're having a butterfly off in the yards, trying to release as many butterflies as they can to outdo the other. It was just ridiculous. Also, how do the butterflies live inside of the car with all the doors shut? I don't know. We can kill babies that way. How can it not kill butterflies? I wondered how they flew off on cue. Like, I know they shake the box thingy, but they just all magically fly off like they were trained. I don't know. It was just very strange to me. And then I'm not sure why it was so hard for them to get these butterflies. Because the whole conflict was they want to get this big famous person wedding booked and she wants as many butterflies as possible and Kayla Wallace's character is like I can get 500 even though that's a really tall order the other girl is like yeah I can get 500 too even though it's a tall order I don't know I feel like they kind of maybe tried to explain how it's hard to get so many butterflies at once but I kind of zoned out do you know why it was so difficult (laughs) I think it's just because there just weren't people who had them is what I think. But I do feel like this was a gap in the storyline. I did definitely write this down as if both can get 500 and one could get 600, then why can't they get a thousand? Right. And then it's not Mm -hmm. until like the very end that they're like, Kayla's character is like, oh, let's team up. 
What? Like, she wanted 1,500 butterflies. You couldn't get 500. You'd have a hard time getting 500. Why on earth would you think I can get 1,500? It's just, it was just yeah. really strange to me, this whole well, thing. Yeah. Then, you know, a parasite ruined half the butterflies. So then they literally sent hordes of children out into fields to collect caterpillars. Yeah. And take them. I was like, this doesn't seem like a good idea. One, kids stomping around in a field. How are they not killing caterpillars? How are they finding enough of these? And then two, they're just plucking them from nature. And I like how Kevin's character is like, is it okay that we're taking them out of their natural habitat? And they're all like, sure, it's fine. They'll be back in nature soon when we release them. Somehow that doesn't make it better for me. (laughs) I mean, it kind of made it fine for me. I was just like, I mean, they are going to be released. But will they have learned what they need to learn if they are in... What's the word that I'm thinking of? Man, my brain just quit working. <laughs> it when they're I'm trying to think of something in enclosure, but <laughs> that's not the word. Captivity is what I was thinking. They're living in captivity until they're released. Is there something when they come out of the of the Dang it, my brain just doesn't want to work today. <laughs> out of the cocoon that they need to learn so that they can survive. That's what I think about. But cuz like Zoos, I'm not like one of these people who's like super against zoos and stuff like that because I do feel like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of these animals that need to live in the zoo because they would not make it. They would be dead in the wild. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's the case for these butterflies or not, but did they miss out learning something? Have you walked through like a butterfly garden before? Yeah. It's so fun and it is kind of exciting to be so close and be surrounded by so many and they can land on you. For sure. But this other stuff was kind of wild. And then, you know, this movie, I didn't love it. And it was almost verging on butlers in love for me. Oh, my gosh. I thought the same thing. (laughs) They were spewing so much butterfly information. And it was like big words, too. Kind of like the butlers were telling you all this butlering information. And... It was just too much. I was already bored with everything else. And then when they want to go into the the whole butterfly science, I was just like, not listening. No, I agree. I think I when they went into the butterfly science and she was doing the like presentation with the girl who was the other butterfly person but didn't really know anything about butterflies, sitting there, I was like, this is like Butler and Love where you're just basically learning about that thing. And they made a movie around it. Mm-hmm. There's one part that I did appreciate. Okay. I appreciated her conversation with him in the backyard where this is the one where she finds out who Jill is. So he has this girl that he's talking to, Jill, and nobody really knows who she is. And then it comes out that it's his ex-girlfriend, which I thought was an interesting twist. I thought, is it like his cousin? Because that's how they normally do it, where they they hear him talking on the phone to somebody and they just assume and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's my sister, you know, or something like that, you yeah. know. So I did and I did appreciate that she was like, you know, I really felt like we were I like something was happening between us and it felt like a really grown up adult conversation. So I really did appreciate that scene. Yeah, I think they did have a couple of grown up relationship conversations. Like, there was that one, and then there was one towards the end. 
And I did appreciate that aspect, but they were so minuscule in the whole scheme of things that it mm-hmm. didn't like make anything better for me that much. Yeah. Did you think this is random, but did you think the villain girl, the one who owned the other butterfly company, looked like looks like Julie Gonzalo? Hmm. I did not think that, no. At first I didn't. And then when they were talking to her when they were about to team up and she was just sitting there talking and drinking her tea, I was like, Whoa, is that Julie? <laughs> Am I totally missing that there was a third person like who's in Hallmark land? And then I had to look it up and it's not her obviously, but I do think they look very similar if you look at them side-by-side pictures. I don't remember the girl's name. Her name's Catherine Cohoot. Cohoot Cout. I don't feel like people look like Julie Gonzalo much because of her scar on her face. It's like very clear to me. I mean, I guess I could see it. I, I don't, I don't know. Well, I just had that thought where I really thought it was her for a second. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Okay. And then I had one other thing that I really did not like about the movie. I wonder if it's the same thing I have. It's the dad. Is that the same thing as you? Uh, It's awkward scene with dad telling him (laughs) that she has a crush on him and was left at the altar. Like, why are you telling him all this backstory and just... I don't like like these characters. I don't like them when they write them like this. I really like the dad was likable and fine. The other parts of the movie, even though I do not like that, he just like shows up, but I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very independent (laughs) on stuff. So like, I'd be mad if somebody just keeps showing up at my house and not being like, Hey, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. It's like inconsiderate, but I can get rid of, get past all of that. I did not like that scene. I hated it. I was like, get rid of the dad. I'm done here. (laughs) It was just so weird. And I hated how often they harped on her past. of Like, oh, are you okay? Are you over it yet? And she's like, it's been a year. It's been a year. Like, they literally repeated the same conversation of her past like five times. Yeah. And I didn't care. That was weird. I agree. All right. Can we rate this? Um, yeah, because everything else that I have, I ha- I wrote down a lot of things. I will say I have one quote real fast. Son of a beasting was funny to me <laughs> when he hits his finger with the hammer. Yeah, I thought that was actually kind of cute that he, he couldn't keep his eyes off her and he swung that hammer and hurt himself because he wasn't paying attention. Yep. All right. Setting. I gave it a three because it was fine, kind of pretty, but nothing memorable. I wrote four, but I think I was not thinking about this. I'm going three. <laughs> I was, I think I was marking it up because I really did like some of the butterfly stuff. So like their mm-hmm. kiss scene with the butterflies, I thought was really, really cute. She was standing really awkwardly though. When they zoomed out from her, it, it was, weird. I did like their kiss at the end. I thought that was the one moment of chemistry between them. Oh, really? I mean, I thought that that was the dirt scene. That's the only time that I really felt chemistry between them. I didn't like the dirt scene. I I just did not feel their relationship as much as maybe I thought I would, considering they're dating in real life. But I was also just bored with the movie. So maybe that just dimmed their connection. But I do like the dirt scene, and I liked their kiss. So 
I could have given it a four for the butterflies because I did think they were pretty, but I was very, very, very disappointed in this shrubbery. They the barrier. It's a, it's a fence with fake leaves on it. Not even like benches. Mm-hmm. Like not even like they were talking about like shrubs or something like that or trees or something. And then they lift up the things that are holding the the butterflies above the top of it so when you're sitting on the wedding side you could see them. Yeah, the barrier didn't do its job cuz you know at the wedding they're supposed to have these greenery things to block you from seeing the butterfly releasers <laughs> and these you, did not no block them and it wasn't pretty either i mean if you're spending that much money mm-hmm. and doing stuff i just feel like there could have been a much better solution agreed okay i thought i actually thought that actually in the very first scene when they show you that she releases butterflies at weddings because she crept along the side while they were still doing the vows yeah that was and i'm weird. like if i'm sitting in the audience I can see this person yeah, that randomly was weird. walking up the side with this box. And what was weird to me about that is he's like, where are you? You're supposed to be here already. The wedding is going and she has not even picked up the butterflies yet. Yeah, that was just a weird start that she was like falling behind and having so much trouble. I didn't really get that, but whatever. And they didn't tie it in, I feel like, to the rest of the mm-hmm. movie either. So style though, I did give it a four. I liked all of her outfits. I thought she looked really cute and Kevin looked fine too. I gave it a five. I really liked her little butterfly earrings. I -hmm. even liked the other girls, the the arch rival that you thought looked like Julie Gonzalo. Mm -hmm. Giant butterfly earrings when you first see her, I think. Yeah. I thought all of her butterfly themed clothing was fun and her sunglasses were cute. I really did not like the little scarf that when the right before the dirt scene happens, they're like fixing up the thing, right? She's out there working and she's got this butterfly scarf tied around her neck. I was just like, that's weird. I did not. I don't like scarves. A lot of butterfly clothing. (laughs) There was a lot of butterfly. But overall, we like the style. Yep. Storyline, I gave it a one because I was so bored. I gave it a two. Because of the most absurd, mine is better than yours scene that you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation. But still not great. But spring, I give it a five because we had lots of butterflies and lots of spring colors. And they were gardening with the dirt and everything. It just felt very spring-like. I gave it a three. (laughs) Whoa. I'm a weirdo. Why'd you give it a three? I don't know. I just didn't feel it. I did think, I mean, at least they were dressed appropriately. There's another movie. Well, the other two movies I felt like didn't necessarily feel like springtime movies. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could probably be talked into a four on that. I just, when I was sitting here thinking I need to write these scores out before we go into this conversation, I was just like, eh. So, no. Aesthetically, Feeling Butterflies is the most spring movie of the three. But we don't generally just watch the movies based on season aesthetic so although stephanie does more than i do yes that's that is true (laughs) but if i'm completely bored i still don't like it so this is a nonsense for me nonsense for me also also and i find it interesting i did want to bring this up really fast because you've mentioned it and i forgot to touch on it when you mentioned it we were having Mm -hmm. the conversation that i said i don't like it when people 
are in real relationships. I don't think it comes across on the screen. And you said, mm-hmm. oh, well, what about this other movie? What's it called? I don't remember. I just remember the people. With Rosalind Sanchez. Yeah, and Eric Winter. I think it's called Taste of Summer. Because I just okay. saw it. It's coming on this week. Because you really like that one, and I haven't seen that one. So I just was like, this one reinforced my opinion that I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> this one just made me, well, it didn't affect my opinion either way I guess on it because I still like that movie and I still want to see couples together I just maybe I wouldn't mind seeing Kayla and Kevin in another movie maybe if they had something better they would be better next we have The Presence of Love with Eloise Mumford and Julian Morris is that right? My Yes that's his last name. This has Eloise traveling to Cornwall in England and having to write this paper to get tenure, but other things happen. <laughs> she meets the, the guy running her B&B and his daughter and his mom, and things happen then. That was a terrible summary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, and I'm just like... But it was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. It was actually shot in Cornwall. Which, weren't we on the fence on whether this was shot in England for real? I thought I read somewhere that it was shot in Canada, but it definitely didn't look like it. It looked like it was really England. Because I looked it up. They shot in Cornwall in December, which is why it didn't look spring-like. Makes sense. Although that didn't matter to me that much. And Eloise had her appendix out December 8th. Wow. And then they filmed. I know. I'm like, whoa. Poor her. And I guess it was like an emergency thing. As appendix things are. (laughs) Yes, usually. I really loved the setting of this. The place, Mm -hmm. like, can I just move into the place that she stayed? With the little water mill thing on the side of it. it was so cute. And I just thought it was so funny that his mom, like, she she was totally against having their farm turn into this B&B thing. And she just making kept making comments like, no one's going to want to stay here. It's They want fancy stuff. And I'm like, this is a really cute place. Yeah, I would you be like, oh, let me sign up. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote some really random things because I actually really just enjoyed this movie and kind of just watched it. So I don't really have a ton of mm-hmm. like really good points. I have one that I want to make at the end. But... I really loved that he didn't know what a wingman was. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end... He, he brings it up as if he's going to be her wingman. And I thought that that was really cute that they then tied that in later on. Mm-hmm. He was just a really sweet guy. Yeah. And they kept talking like how he was very romantic and he just had some bad breaks. I thought his backstory with his ex-wife was fairly different from homework because the wife left him. Yeah. And the mom disliked her even prior to her leaving the sun yeah and i was like whoa this is like a dark past <laughs> yeah definitely it was definitely a different feeling i did like that i also was expecting the daughter to have anxiety like eloise but then i liked mm-hmm. that she had dyslexia like eloise's mom yeah i liked that better because we had the daughter having anxiety like the main lady in that Amelia Ulrup movie. Don't forget I Love You. Yes, that is the movie. I 
loved this conversation about like dad likes her i don't know if he fancies her because it made me laugh like this fancy (laughs) term is something they say in england that americans definitely don't say and Mm -mm. it made me think of the wonder years did you ever watch that nope okay so there's this whole conversation in the wonder years about winnie cooper do you like her or do you like like her So there's this like whole thing. This is where I remember this term like, like coming from. And I'm like this, the the British have it. They have two different words, fancy and like. (laughs) Makes it easier. Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) But the little girl was really, really adorable. I actually really liked her in this. I loved her little dimple. Excuse me. You're the cutest (laughs) thing ever. And not just the dimple, like her whole face was adorable. (laughs) But the, but the dimple made it like, I was like, you're so cute. And the idea of movies and mysteries, movies versus Hallmark movies and their filming and how I haven't seen a ton of other movies and mysteries movies, unless they're Christmas movies, but they definitely have this filming aesthetic to them. Mm-hmm. Like with her standing up when, when they go down on the the rocks to go down below and he's like come on and she's having this anxiety attack and it's like you can see all the creases in her like the wrinkles in her face and like she looked very like solid out in her cheeks and stuff like that mm-hmm. they are definitely filming it for the drama of the filming right yeah versus a hallmark movie where they don't tend to do that it always has like this kind of perfect filter on the top yeah and I just find that really fascinating. I'm am curious also to see what happens with Always Amore because that one aesthetically from what I've seen looks more like a traditional Hallmark movie even though there was one scene in something like a preview that I saw where they did that with Autumn Reeser's face like mm-hmm. where it was just like her really close up and you could I feel like it's like a filming it so that you are seeing the real person kind of a thing. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I agree. I think it's just because they they have a more serious tone to them. And so they naturally film it differently and let their people seem more real rather than perfectly cheerful. <laughs> rather, you know, in the Hallmark movies. I was wondering that about Always Amore too, though, after The Presence of Love. Because I think you made a comment about how these two movies weren't mysteries, but they're on movies and mysteries. And it made sense to me why presence of love would be on movies and mysteries. Cause they have the more serious toned, like more emotional movies. So I was like, how is always a going to fit into this? Because I'm trying to think Tyler isn't normally super serious. I don't know. I'm just curious to know how it's going to work out with those. Well, two. you know, her husband died in this one. So I'm wondering if that's mm-hmm. the storyline that's going to tie into this more serious drama kind of thing. But it is interesting, this idea of Tyler being in the movie, because you're right. One of the things that I love about his movie so much is that he's, to me, the comic relief, like the most yeah. comic relief of all the actors that I can think of that are regularly in these movies. Except for Paul Campbell. Oh, that is true. Okay, Paul Campbell. (laughs) Those two are the top two. It will be interesting to see. And maybe the reason he wanted to be part of it is kind of to do something different. You know? I don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't have to wait very long. It's going to come out this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. I felt like there was a plot line miss. When she meets the friend's wife, she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, 
that name sounds familiar. I'll have to go back and ask my mom. But then I don't think anything came from that. Like his mom knew who she was when they talked about it, but I don't feel like it came up that, did I miss that part of it? No, I don't think it came up that that girl's mom knew her again or anything. I think we've talked about like, usually when you're writing stories, you don't want to put in a bunch of like stuff that doesn't tie to anything. You're just filling it up with stuff that doesn't matter. And that felt like something that was like, oh, there's going to be something in the future. Like, oh, this her mom's best friend, her mom's, her mom ended up being the other girl's mom's best friend when they were kids or, you know, something like that was kind of where I was thinking it was going to go. And then it just mm-hmm. never, nothing ever happened with it. Yeah. I don't know. I think they were just trying to have like a natural progression. Like if this is a small town, everyone knows everyone. And if I don't know someone, well, maybe my mom would and try and build like they'll be in communication in the future because she runs that literary festival or whatever. Uh-huh. But Maybe. Yeah, and never did get around to her mom. They did the whole switcheroo and made it his mom instead. Yes. <laughs> like you, I kind of just wrote random stuff because I was I liked the movie. I did like when they were at the bookstore, and she was like, "Why does this make me so happy?" Like touching all the books. Uh huh. And he figured out it was her birthday, and he's like, "You get whatever you want for your birthday, and I'll go get you know." a setup for lunch she's like oh you don't have to do that and he's like I'm English and being a gentleman comes naturally and <laughs> I just laughed and it was so cute I like was really oh my cute. gosh I'm like her <laughs> yeah that was just buy really me the cute. books I'll be happy yeah I I really really liked that I liked the aesthetic of all of that of that little scene and even the scene at the end where she's with the books that she has I felt like I just really like, I could sit and photograph that and then be like, I want to live in this world. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just felt to me like a, you would see it when you're scrolling on Pinterest and be like, that is like a nice, that just seems like a great place to sit down, curl up and read a book kind of feel. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So. It was just so perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, I was surprised at his mom. I wrote down that his mom is hardcore because Oh yeah. <laughs> normally the mothers are fairly nice and even if they're a little like reserved, they're still not too like mean. And I just feel like this his mom, she was kind of mean and rude and off-putting to everyone. To Eloise's character even though Eloise didn't do anything to her. To him because, well, he's trying to, like, upgrade their form and she's hardcore against it. But just her attitude, the whole movie until the very end when she just switches after she feels bad for Eloise (laughs) was, like, okay. Well, I'll agree with that. I do feel like her finding out about Eloise's mother growing up there. Um, and kind of seeing that that vulnerability that she had in looking through the box and stuff like that, I felt mm-hmm. like opened her up to Eloise's character, right? And then I felt like, I wonder if there was like this, her and Eloise were doing the same thing. They are both trying to hold on to the past. Eloise is trying to hold on to her mother who passed away. And his mom is trying to hold on to 
the farm in the way that they've always had it. Right. And there were these, now Mm -hmm. I felt like they missed the opportunity to develop the mom story more. Like, I don't feel like you really left knowing why the mom was being like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I understood that she was upset because, you know, her and her husband had been doing that farming for years and it was successful and nothing had to change because, you know, her and her husband made it work. So you can too. And she made a lot of comments when she was afraid that her son was going to was falling for Eloise. Just like you made this mistake with your ex-wife. I told you then and it was a problem. And here you are messing up again. So I, I don't know. I think it was meant to come from like a place of protection for her son and like fear of him getting hurt again. But instead it, it just came from a, I don't know, a protection of herself kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like to me, the part about the farm, like the son, I kind of understand, but like the part about the farm, I feel like it would have been like a better backstory to have kind of dived into her husband died unexpected. Like there had, like there being some sort of small story that kind of rounded out that storyline a little bit better. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't a bad storyline. I still marked it really high because I really enjoyed the movie. It just felt like, I felt like they were missing something in trying to explain this part, but Hmm. all in all, it was still really good. I felt like. Yeah. So did you get teary at all in this movie? Um, Yes, I did. (laughs) Um, I got teary twice. So I wonder if they're the same times as you did. I know. Well, one time that I actually probably cried was because I'm a sucker. Was the girl doing the reading and the grandmother showing the cards and it being the presence of love that she read. I was like, okay, just kill me now. And that that was like the <laughs> that was like the grandma turning point. I felt like that I mean, was a really sweet scene. Yeah. I felt like the turning point was probably really Joss getting the box from the mom. But then you actually see that the mom is realizing that Joss was actually helping the granddaughter and stuff like that and kind of like buying mm-hmm. into that. So I felt like that was really sweet. Where did you cry? So I got teary when oh, yeah. Eloise's character got the box of her mom's things. Oh, yeah, that was a little and bit. And she yeah. went through that. And then I got teary at the end when Eloise was on the cliff. And throughout the movie, she had seen her mom, like, as she would have been younger growing up there. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, her mom, as she would have been right before she died, was there. And they held hands. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was very <laughs> sweet. <laughs> See, that didn't make me cry, though. I don't think I even got teary at that part, but I did find that to be really sweet. I do find those kind of weird, though. Mm. And I think this might have been what kept me from getting teary-eyed was that I kind of find it strange when they reach out and they, like, touch the person. And they're, like, holding hands. Like, that's not suspend imagination or no suspend reality whatever it is suspend something (laughs) get over it Carrie and just be crying (laughs) I did think it was sweet but I just I did like the fact that it was his her mother not her mother 
in the from the past but her mother from when her mother passed away when she knew her and I did find that that was very it was like okay I've been searching for my mom this whole time through this movie and I keep Mm -hmm. seeing this this person seeing her air quotes and then now I actually feel connected to her but what she's connected to is not her mother when her mother lived there what she's connected to is her mother before her mother passed away the mother that she knew and I did think that was very sweet the mother of the present the presence of love (laughs) I will say though I thought you were going to talk about the one year later they did do a flash forward which you know I love a flash forward yes I do too but I thought he was going to propose and then it was definitely a letdown yeah I thought the same thing and then they just walked off I was like, okay. And it like ended. It's like those movies. Remember that one from two Christmases ago where they kiss and then the kiss isn't even really happen and they're shutting off the movie. The movie's done and over with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Yep. With their walk away. I mean, it was still cute, but yeah, I was expecting a little bit more, especially considering the kind of epilogue thing we got with the next movie. Yeah. But right. overall, I still liked it. Uh, are you ready to rate it? Yes, because I ha- that's all my points. I've, I've talked about all my talking points. Okay, good. Setting is a five because yep. obviously we're in Cornwall. <laughs> it was beautiful. Take me there. I know. All those cliff scenes where she was just mm-hmm. standing there. We see the waves. I'm like. Oh, and we have that. stuff that's kind of like that, but it's definitely West Coast if you're going to get something like mm-hmm. that, it's going to be West Coast. And therefore, it's not like that on our side. And yeah, we don't. It's not near us. I'm like, I just want to go visit that. <laughs> uh, me too. Uh, anywho, style, I am giving it a four because I liked all the stuff they wore. But I, gave- I guess I just didn't give it a five. <laughs> I gave it a five. I really liked a lot of her outfits, like really liked a lot of her outfits. I do Mm -hmm. feel like these three movies for the whole month was probably some of the best stylistic movies that Hallmark has had. I mean, and if we're talking really, I think a lot of this year, I mean, if we're obviously leaving out Butler's in love, but (laughs) I do feel like they've upped the style game to me. Mm. compared to some other years. Like I think of like the wedding veil and how much I liked a lot of their outfits and stuff like that. Um, but things just stood out to me. I can't think of, I can't pinpoint any of them, but I can remember thinking, Oh, that's really cute. Or, Oh, like she had that plaid jacket that I thought was cute. She had that red jacket, which I thought was, it was a coat really the red coat when she goes up on there and she holds her mom's hand. And then her mom is also mm-hmm. wearing a red coat. Right. And you saw the mom yeah. throughout the whole thing in a red coat. And it stood out to me as an as a great choice stylistically because the red red and green are opposite on the color wheel, and that red popped behind those green hills behind her. Oh yeah, like for it just sure. it almost looked like this is CG because it just popped so much, and because of the coloring. So I felt like that was like stylistically a really great choice, not to mention the fact that she's wearing this jacket connecting to her mom, also wearing a red 
known obviously for wearing a red coat because her mom was wearing a red coat throughout the whole thing. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just liked it. That's a good point. I do think that when you're talking of style for all the movies, a lot of them have worn, I feel a couple of those long coats she wore with that long pink one. And I think she had a blue one. I mean, it's fine, but I do think they share. I had this conversation about something else where they went. I don't remember which one it was. It might've been as luck would have it, but they were, um, he's like, he's like carrying her luggage for her to the car. And he's like, well, what do you have in here? She's like books. And I'm like, you have coats. Cause you wore like six of them mm, <laughs> and yeah. coats weigh a lot. <laughs> it's unrealistic they for really someone do. to be on vacation for two weeks and take six coats. I'm sorry. I mean, if you know you're going to a rainy place like Cornwall, maybe you make a style choice like, well, I'm going to have to wear a coat every day, so I'm going to make it nice and change. Mm, you know? I think that you save space in your luggage to be able to take stuff home with you. That's what I think. Of course, she doesn't go back home. So there's that. <laughs> Storyline, I give it a five. Uh, I really connected with her. We didn't talk about this in any of the things, and I just was saving it for storyline. But well, we, I guess we kind of touched about it. But I really appreciated them showing her taking her anxiety medication and not sleeping at well at night and, like, having these attacks and how she, like, tried to comfort herself with repeating phrases. And I was like, this is all very known to me. So I appreciated that aspect. And then everything else I just really liked too. So I got a five. That's funny. I gave it a five also. I do not relate to her in this way. But I did think about it when if when the movie first started, I was like, I wonder if this is I wonder if this is part of the reason that Stephanie really liked this. Because I did feel like the anxiety, I think she I think the way that they filmed it really encapsulated for people, from what I understand, how people feel about anxiety attacks. Like they, mm -hmm. like they muffled the voices in the background. They focused in on her. Like you can't, like you can't get outside of yourself. You can't, you know, it's just like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I thought that they did a really great job in filmography of capturing what it probably feels like. I mean, like I was anxious before a basketball game this weekend, but it is not like the, <laughs> these are not the same no. things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So it's like, I don't, I don't have anything to compare this to. So, uh, but I did like that stylistically they, they filmed it in a way that kind of gave you insight into what that's like. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job. So overall, this movie was a love and for spring, cause I forgot that I needed to spring. <laughs> I give it, I want to say four, but it was literally shot in December. And I'm giving it a four because of the grass. That That's good. They did do an outdoor activity of building that mud wall with rocks. Yep. So that's kind of springy. So yeah, a four and a love. And she sat outside a lot reading. And she did. The cat in the front yard was so cute. I'm just, I want to go stay there. Someday. All right, so next is second chance, a second chance at love with Alvina August and her husband in the movie, Jared Joseph, and then her parents, 
Gloria Rubin and Eric LaSalle. And this movie was about a woman who is kind of obsessive about her parents and not focused really on her own relationship and only on her parents for the most part. And then her parents who divorced when she was younger and how they, they unexpectedly find each other again. Mm -hmm. So I thought this one was really cute. I really liked Gloria and Eric together. Me too. They both really fit well together. And I liked how when they reconnected because of this app that, which I'm just going to say, I'm not really sure how this app was supposed to work that made it different from other ones, just that they didn't have their pictures, but whatever. I thought it was really cute how they were like dating again. And he accidentally sleeps over at her house and she has to hide him from her mom who yeah. lives with her. And it was just so cute and youthful again because they're like an older couple. And I just really liked it. And she had a younger man into her. The mom did. I was like, oh, this is different. <laughs> yeah, I I just really enjoyed their relationship. I found it funny when he's like, well, why don't we just get to, you know, why don't we just go ahead and have dinner together? Because, you know, it'd just be comfortable. And I feel like it's it's mm -hmm. like people who get divorced and then get back together. I would imagine this is one of the biggest reasons why they end up getting back together. Because they already know each other and there's some kind of love, comfort level there. This is the reason I'm probably not married right now is because I don't want to date people. I just want to <laughs> know people and be comfortable with them and just be in relationship with somebody. And just go straight to marriage. <laughs> yeah. like, he needs all that. I just want to know you. And I think that this has to do with like one of my strengths is a, being a relator on, on Strength Finders. I don't care about like a bunch of relationships. I want really deep relationships, like know people and you know people for a long time. So I think that that's kind of like, I could see where just having dinner together, why not? Leads to more. But after 20 years, I can't believe they hadn't seen each other for five years. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the long lull between them like talking. Uh -huh. But I guess it makes sense because I get the sense that when they are in each other's presence, they kind of can't resist into falling back in love with each other. Yeah. I wouldn't say they broke up because they weren't in love with each other. They divorced just because work life was taking them different directions and they didn't know how to communicate well. But it wasn't because there was like a lack of love. So I think they had to do this long separation. Otherwise, they would have gotten together years earlier. I agree. Okay. I will say I really loved the opening sequence that they did mm -hmm. with the song that I guess was their song and the dance, them dancing and Just her. The two of us. Yeah. Her, um. Her watching and then the, the scene with, that showed the background of them breaking up starting to work and breaking up and blah 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 and it being voiced over by Alvina I thought that was all really good agree I like the idea of this like prologue of the background and then we get the epilogue at the end because we jumped forward quite a bit like we did two different jump forward scenes mm -hmm. and it was just really nice to see a full circle story which seems kind of rare sometimes with these or all the time with these <laughs> Yeah, we rarely get to see much past, you know, the, the kiss. That is true. 
Okay, I have two comments about this. Like, first, I was like, I thought her and her husband were having problems, too. Um, And then it was, like, not that way when you got out of the opening sequence. They were like, oh, I found love. And now she wakes up and she kisses him. And it's, like, all... And everything was fine. But he was having problems because she was so committed, like, focused on her parents instead of him. And not having a family Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I do feel like he did not voice his concerns. He he was very subtle and then too upset for someone who hasn't actually said anything. Yeah. That whole thing was just odd to me because we had her mom always showing up at her house like every single night. And then she gets invited on their anniversary trip by the daughter, which is like weird. And then with him and him feeling all not getting enough attention from his wife, they had that weird mall scene where a girl flirted with him and he like smiled and he looked back at her twice with like, I don't know if I want to say an interested smile, but like an appreciative smile. And he kind of has a conversation with his friend like, it was nice to feel attractive again, but I just did not like that exchange. <laughs> I did not need to see that. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I do feel like their issues are, this is probably common. Seemed like made up though, because he's upset about mm-hmm. something. He, he, you haven't, when you haven't talked to her, how is she supposed to know? Right. And I really felt like I really was angry about the, I kind of invited her. They were going out for, the, they're going out of town for their anniversary. And without even talking mm-hmm. to him, she invites her mother along. And yeah. I was so angry at this. I actually wrote, he's a really great guy who deserves deserves better, but also needs to work on communication. (laughs) Yeah, because he had actually just talked to her about her thing with her parents. And she was like, I realize I need to change. And then she went and invited her mom on their romantic anniversary trip. And I was like, what the heck? (laughs) Why would her mom agree to go? I know she's feeling sad about the dad, but why would you agree to go to this? It was it was I, problematic mm. all around. I I mean it led to yeah. a good resolution, right? But mm-hmm. I just I didn't I didn't love that. Well, speaking of the resolution, uh-huh. I thought his speech at the end was really sweet. I did not expect him to propose Me with neither. a massive ring. Like that thing was blinding. <laughs> it had the spotlight but, on it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Like when he got down on one knee. Because he's literally just trying to get back together with her again. And then to jump from, you know, we have issues we need to talk through dating kind of thing to let's get married again. (laughs) It was kind of fast. Well, I agree. It was kind of fast. But he, I think, was already there. He was trying to get there when he showed up at her job. And she had that little interaction with that guy who seems Mm -hmm. to be in every Hallmark movie ever. Sorry, we don't remember your name. Matthew James Dowden. <laughs> I didn't know that. Is was that right name. in front of you? Yes. Okay. I was like, there's no way you remember that. So I felt like he was trying to get there earlier. And I mean, he's already been married to her before. So it's not like he doesn't mm-hmm. know that he enjoy- he would like being married to her. Because they both said they didn't break up with each other because things were like bad, right? It wasn't like... Mm-hmm. 
there was abuse or, you know, whatever, somebody just didn't love the other one. It was just that they didn't communicate well and didn't work out their problems. So yeah. I'm not that surprised. I did like the proposal. I would have rather the proposal in the presence of love movie over this movie, but I did think it was very sweet. He did tear up and that really got to me. Mm-hmm. I thought that yeah. was very sweet. I, you know, you don't, you, you don't want a man who's just going to cry at everything, but a guy who's willing to like show their emotions and show that they love you is a very attractive thing. I feel like. Yeah, it was very sweet. Um, I have a couple of quotes. Okay. Actually, I have three quotes. The one from the beginning and the end, it says, keep God and family first and everything else will work itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the true love always finds its way home. But I mm-hmm. felt like the one that I loved the most was the Alvina's husband said to her, we are the authors of our own stories and I look forward to writing every chapter with you. Yeah, that was cute. There's a couple of good ones in there. Yeah, and I really liked their dancing scene. Gloria and Eric's dancing scene. I loved all of their dancing together. It was just so sweet, whether it was like fun or slow dance. It was, it just all worked. And then you mentioned the flash forward. Mm -hmm. We saw a baby, guys. Never in my life did I think we'd see a baby in a Hallmark movie, but I loved this. And the baby's name. <laughs> Surely there's been a baby in a Hallmark movie before. I mean, there's a baby in a Hallmark movie, but not like you see the progression of the relationship to the point where they have a baby. I can't think I guess of that's one. true. Okay. But. Continue. <laughs> I liked their name. They picked the name Elise Leanne Owens. That was cute. So I'm a baby name junkie. I thought it was cute. It was like a play off of her name was Alicia and her mom's middle name was Anne. So yeah. we like had those both in there. Okay. What else you got, girl? That's it. I just, I didn't write a lot because I just liked watching this movie. Okay. <laughs> we ready to So score? we can rate it if you yeah. have more. Yeah. Nope. I'm ready to go. Okay. Setting. I am giving it a four. I really liked their architectural house. Every time they did an outside shot of it. I thought it was really cool looking. And I liked her mom's dance studio. I gave it a three because I didn't remember any of this stuff. Now that you mentioned the outside of the house, I did like the house. I felt like it looked like Arizona. Like I would see that house in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, I don't know where they were in this movie or where they were supposed to be set in this movie, but I just gave it a three. Nothing really stood out to me. And I honestly, the the big deal that they made out of this hotel that they went to and the hotel was not, the room was not that nice, I didn't think. I mean, it was nice, but it yeah, it wasn't, like, amazing. And there were glass doors, which was kind of strange. Even though they were frosted, still weird. I thought it was odd that they had a flat back, so you had to, like, push them open, like, a swing door. And this was, like, the door to their actual room. <laughs> I don't know. I guess there has a handle on the other side, and I guess you could lock it, I guess, from the inside, but... It was kind of odd to me. Yeah. Style, I also gave it a four. Everyone looked really nice. I actually think Gloria Rubin's outfits were better than Alvina's. She had some really nice dresses that did a lot for her. I thought that Gloria, while she looked nice, Alvina's was the best. 
Hmm. I loved, especially that one outfit where Alvina's wearing the blue and white striped jacket over the blue and white decorative top. Thought that outfit was amazing. I thought Alvina looked great in all of her clothes. I, I thought she looked amazing. I really liked the little dress where she's the bridesmaid and and it, she was had the pregnant belly. I thought that was really cute. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought Alvina looked great. So I gave it a five. I mean, I thought everyone looked great, but yeah, I guess I just gave it a four. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Storyline, I also gave it a four. I don't know why I didn't give it a five. Maybe it's because that weird flirty exchange between the husband and not his wife, but I gave it a four. I gave it a four and I gave it a four because I didn't feel like I I thought they were going to come out the gate with her having problems with the husband. And she didn't think she had problems with the husband. You know what I'm saying? Which, I mean, I guess it's problems, Mm -hmm. but it just was like, I was almost expecting her to be separated, them to be separated, and the parents to be divorced. And how do they get back together? Based on the summary. So, yeah. But it was still good. I still liked it. Yeah. I can see that, though. Spring, I also gave it a four. I don't know why, because when I'm looking back on it, or thinking back on it, they were outside sometimes, but I wouldn't say it was super spring-looking. Maybe it's because the color palette of their clothing. Maybe. I gave it a three. I just didn't... I felt like this was the only one that was technically a Spring Into Love movie, and it Mm -hmm. definitely was not the springiest I think Feeling Butterflies was. So I can't give it higher than a three that I gave Feeling Butterflies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you gave, yeah. So I, I agree with that. So overall, love, I give it a love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love, so love, now we got not love. Nonsense. <laughs> we get to rank these though. Do you think you can rank it one, oh. two, and three? Yes. All right. What's your number one? Well, my number, my number three is feeling butterflies. Yeah, that's my last place too. <laughs> because I feel like between those, like that one's clearly last place. The other two was a harder decision between one and two. Mm-hmm. I Agreed. will go pre- the presence of love though. Number one. Yes. And yeah, and I agree. Of love. I Although think they Cornwall were really close. puts it over the top. I agree. Yeah. And my scores were definitely higher on the presence of love. Not that that's ever stopped me before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you get a two and a two and a two, and I loved it. <laughs> These are all but, subjective. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably where I would go. Yeah. We are in agreement then. Woo-hoo. All right. Guys, we've been on here for an hour. Lunch break is over. <laughs> It'll get cut down, though. <laughs> that is true. This is going to take me forever, though. <gasps> Lots of things going on this week. So um, next week, though, we are doing a new thing. Actor. Yep, we're doing couple a spot. power couple spotlight. <laughs> Can you guess the power couple? Can you guess the power <laughs> I need, like, a superhero um, song or something in the back. <laughs> oh. All right, so we will be doing a Power Couple Spotlight, talking about different movies and why we love them, and we'll see what happens. 
yeah you'll have to listen to see which power couple is first i'm, I'm really selling this aren't i I'm like we'll just see what happens well, just to give people an idea of what we're talking about with a power couple, we're talking, you know, the Brennan Elliott and Lacey Chabert power couple. We're talking the Andrew Walker, the Nikki Deloche power couple, those kinds of things. So you can guess who we're talking about first. <laughs> yep. People who have been in multiple movies together. Therefore, they warrant being a power couple. If they've just been in one movie together, that doesn't quite make them a power couple yet. Yeah. And I would say that even if they have been in multiples, like the Ruby Herring with Taylor Cole and Steven Hazar, I would not call them a power couple. Well, and I don't think that, I don't count that. I count okay. Palaha and Jill Wagner have been in Mystery 101, but I think of Mystery 101 as Mystery 101. I don't think of it as, even though there's seven of those movies, that's, they they created two characters together. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they're, mm-hmm. there's a different, I just don't think that, I think that those are, those count as one to me because they're one set of characters. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll revisit what defines a power couple when we get to the episode, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's all for now. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's not get into this too far, right? (laughs) All right. See you later. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen. And our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.